This is episode 22 of Insert Credit, our second YouTube live stream. So if you're only listening to this through iTunes, make sure you stop by next week by joining for our Facebook group. I'm Alex Jaffe, and there's hashtag three reasons why you should be listening to this show. Game Genie, Frank Cifaldi. Hello! Game Shark, Tim Rogers. That's a me! And N64 Passport, Brendan Sheffield. Why? <laughs> Couldn't I be like the, the Saturn Netlink at least? <laughs> if you are listening to the live stream, you can leave your comments in the chat window and we'll and any questions you have will get to answering them in a special bonus segment after the show, exclusive to the live stream. You're not gonna hear it in the iTunes. You're gonna have to join us live in order to hear that segment. Moving right along, Brandon, you were last week's winner of the end of episode lightning round competition, the events or credit as it were, and you had to give us homework. What is our assignment for this week? Alright, so yeah, I'm going to ask y'all the question, and that question is as follows. So, well, I was, just as a little preamble, I was playing some uh, Alundra, and I was noting that I hate the... Uh, one of the brain puzzles in those things. Oh, because your brain is not big enough? Yeah, it's just not big enough. <laughs> What's your hat uh, size, Brandon? What's your hat size? Do you know? Like about 50, 12. No, you don't know what it is, do you? I sure don't. You've never had it for a baseball cap, have you? No. I don't know when I'll no baseball. Uh, oh, man. Man, come on. going to keep joining and unjoining. Uh, yeah, so... Making that dinging sound. Brain puzzles. Okay, so, anyway... <laughs> Here's here's the uh, here's the question: Which RPG puzzles have you particularly actually enjoyed? Luffy um, 2: Rise of the Sinistrals for the Super Nintendo Super Famicom, known as Astopolis 2, has the best uh, best puzzles. What what kind of puzzle was it? I mean, they're like they're like Alundra's puzzles, but they're uh, they're snappier. They're just really snappy. And you're moving, like, there's no random encounters in the dungeons. You're moving around, right? And there, the enemies, like, every time you take a step, the enemies take a step. Mm-hmm. And you can, like, fire an arrow, but only if you have a clear line of sight. It's kind of got the mysterious dungeon elements to it, but puzzles. And if you touch the enemies, you enter a little random battle. And the puzzles are just fantastic. That's as, cool. as I wrote on an article on Insert Credit, that's, like, the only... Super Nintendo game that I would recommend Brandon Sheffield play. Hmm. All right, By maybe I'll give it a shoot. See, because like in Alundra, they've got this bit where there are um, uh, there are five you know um, old old saints or something that you have to talk to, and they're talking about um, a certain order of of importance that they have, and you have to determine that. And it's just it's really. It's really kind of annoying, and you just have to, I don't know, you have to write it all down and stuff. I just don't like it. I prefer, like, exploration-based puzzles. I don't like those sorts of puzzles. And I don't like, uh, sometimes the RPGs, uh, the really bad ones, the only type of puzzle they have is the, the teleporter maze puzzle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Teleporter maze puzzle is the worst thing you can put in a video game, period. It's a terrible puzzle, that puzzle. It's like, remember this stupid arbitrary order that these teleporters go in. That game, Pure Solar, which is the the new Genesis RPG that was made, I don't know, two years ago. Yeah, I remember that one. 
Yeah, they have one puzzle element which requires you to... You're on a series of rotating platforms, which already is not a huge... Uh, not a thing I'm a huge fan of. But one of the required things you have to do is hit a button on the back of a pillar as you're going by it on a moving platform, and there's just no indication that that's the one thing you need to do to advance. And Wait, there, there is no hints or anything? It's just nah, you have to... Nah. And, and is there a point in the game where hitting the back of a pillar does anything? No, not before that. So, you know, I I asked on... I looked up on some forums and people were like, oh, it's an old school RPG, man. Don't don't spoil it. Don't tell anybody. Part of the <laughs> fun is is discovering it for yourself and then eventually they, they give that hint and they're like, I really think you should have done it yourself, though. It's like, you know what I why? love? I love when there's a uh, locked door in some town and every single time you get a new key in the game, you have to remember that that door exists and make sure that's the key that works and it turns out it's not. And you have to keep going back every single time throughout the entire game. That's a pretty fun little puzzle. Is that a puzzle? I guess it's technically a puzzle. (laughs) That's every Dragon Quest game. Yeah, sure is. Well. Um, I'm I'm, uh, honestly coming up blank, and I apologize. I'm a (laughs) terrible podcaster. You can F minus Frank. Yeah. Frank. Frank F minus Cifaldi. So did I win this, this, this? week's uh, challenge? No! (laughs) Anyway, here's what you can do. Uh, I'm going to throw a whole bunch of questions at you. You get six minutes for each. If you go over, I'll play a noise and we move on. At the end, we'll tie it all up with a fun lightning round. Let's go. Okay. All right, then. Why don't fighting game spinoffs ever really work? Hmm... So we're talking well, like I mean, the only Sub-Zero game. Yeah. Or, or are you talking like fighting game spinoffs of fighting games? I guess both, right? Because yeah. neither of those ever work. I mean, yeah. the, the reason, the reason that the, the sort of like Mortal Kombat mythologies of fighting game spinoffs don't work is uh, because, the, I mean, it was a fighting game to begin with. The, the only appeal of Mortal Kombat was the fighting game part of it. It wasn't the Hey, well, it wasn't the the the, the backstory necessarily. Um, so when you when you assume that your audience wants more of the characters and scenarios or whatever without the fighting game part of it, then uh, you're kind of fooling yourself. It's a lot of typing I'm hearing right there. Someone's having a real good time. Yeah, Tim just rejoined us. Uh, I'm telling him what the question is in the chat. Oh, way what is call, the question? Way to call attention to it, Brandon, like a total non-pro. <laughs> well, it's yeah, impossible to not through. hear all of those typey types. Yeah, it's yeah, very Your microphone picks up a lot of uh, external noise. Hmm. Man, I didn't even... What the heck, man? Like, it told me the Hangout had ended, and everyone was kicked out. The more time you spend talking about the Hangout, the less time you'll have to talk about why fighting game spinoffs don't work out. Okay, well if I get if somebody gets kicked out again, let me know on like the chat, okay? All right. Have there have there been any uh have there been any spin-offs of Shaq Fu? I can't think of any any other things that Shaq could possibly have been in. What Shaq? Uh, yeah, yeah, all he can do is fight. All he can do is fight and do kung fu and have right. set jump lengths. But I mean, if that's a good example. If there were a Shaq Fu spin-off starring Shaq doing anything but uh fu-ing, Shaq Fu. Yeah. yeah, that would, like, that who would, would be... Care? Yeah, nobody so wait, would care. So wait, what is a fighting game spinoff? I'm thinking like, like the... Uh, yeah, like Sub-Zero, like uh, Death by Degrees, like Soul okay, first Calibur of all, Legends. 
Sub-Zero's game didn't work out because it was made by idiots. And Death by Degrees <laughs> didn't work out because it was made by rubes. Mm, uh, because Namco, more like Scamco. Man, did you ever play that Death by Degrees game? It was nah. one of the worst things I've ever played in my life. Like, I'm, not even, that, I'm not even kidding. What dude? Uh, the dude that's, that's now producer of the Tales series, the lead producer of the Tales series, his first game was Death by Degrees. So there you what go. Did, what did he do on it? That I do not know. I think he was a. I think he was probably a designer on it. I think Coffee Boy is that what he was? He was probably Coffee Boy. <laughs> probably just coughing. Like yeah, probably just coughing because of all the cigarette smoke. That yes. was a game fueled by cigarettes, much like Halo is fueled by dew or art- artisanal Seattle coffee or whatever. Like Doritos. Death by Degrees and Doritos. Yeah, I was going to get to those. Death by Degrees was a game made by Death by Degrees. But Death by Degrees was made by goddarn cigarettes. It's just compact cigarette smoke in a, in a DVD-R drive. What was the name of that Game Gear spinoff of Eternal Champions that had the Chicago detective guy on, out on his own solo detective? Oh yeah, adventure? that was called a game everyone. Uh, hates and or uh, a game no one would ever play. But this no, is that, that wasn't that wasn't the name of it though. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I played. Uh, it. Okay, maybe you're right. My point is characters. that every time there's a spinoff of a fighting game, it's not any good. And why is that? I think well, the you know, the- on the molecular level, characters in fighting games suck. Right. So, like a, a, a spinoff based on a fighting game. Character. Now, I'm talking character in the literary sense. I'm not saying that Ryu's not cool because he is. He's got those huge forearms and all. But uh, it's uh, like the characters are just these kind of sketches of people, these broad sketches with uh, stereotypes or tropes or whatever. And that it's, it's a game where you've got an artist designing like 25 characters instead of just one or two. One of those guys can't carry a whole game, you know? It's like like if you were to make a video game about Guile, it would be like, what does he do? He runs in front of airplanes and waves American flags, you know? <laughs> no, he'd be a soldier, that. dude. He'd be a soldier, and he'd be on the front line saving our great yeah. nation. It would be very easy to get. It would be very easy to get a headshot on Guile if it were an FPS. <laughs> More like a hair shot, though. His hair shot. He'd have like a Swiss cheese on his head. Well, yeah, the the bullet would just go straight into his hair, and he'd survive. He could be like, would he have like an, an attack where you like press a button to? To, to wave your head around to, like, catch the bullets out of the air. That would actually be pretty cool. This is so sounding the, more and more like Bayonetta. So the reason why fighting game spinoffs don't work is because uh, they're, they presume that, first of all, they presume that we care about the characters in fighting games on a literature appreciation level, where I don't really think fundamentally anyone actually ever sits down and begins that thought process. And no one's ever, like, deconstructed Chun-Li as yeah, a character. Well, Except that, for the movie. The pro- there was a movie. Yeah, that's the problem right. with Tim's argument. Yeah. Why would they bother making a Chun-Li movie if nobody did that? Well, well because I think they presume people, that we do. Yeah, I think, you know, they see cosplayers, and then they're, they're like, man, people are really engaged with this stuff. But I think they're more engaged with the property, and and that's just kind of, uh, you know, that's that's the results of that. You, you, but you can't take the characters out of Street Fighter. Street Fighter's just a compelling game by itself. The one time that I found a fighting game spinoff Wait. to be compelling was... Um, well, it wasn't really... Uh, uh, it wasn't really a proper spinoff. There's, there are a bunch of Battle Arena Toshinden um, puzzle games. 
but and and also yeah, Street Fighter Puzzle Two, two uh, Street Super Mario Fighter, Fighter Two Turbo. That's different though. The answer: puzzle games. You can take characters out of the Street Fighter, but you can't take Street Fighter out of the characters. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, exactly. Can exactly. a smart can a smartphone GPS be used as a game mechanic? It of has. course. Yeah. The end. Yeah. Next that's, question. I, I don't. I don't think that's. W- wait. What? What do you mean? Use well, as a game would, mechanic? Well, how would you utilize that? Like those okay, as, as a game mechanic, as yes. in like okay, like in like it, when you have a GPS in Grand Theft Auto Four. No, the like, GPS on your actual phone. Okay. Yeah, it's been used, you know, to yeah. like to run routes um, in. Uh, like create maps in in game worlds, or to, you know, uh, like there was a dude that was doing something about um, driving past certain landmarks, and you would get you would get things like prizes for that in the game. Yeah, there's a lot of games like that, aren't there? Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's a, they they've been making those. I remember they were making those in Japan back in the, uh, the late '90s or so. With phones. Really? I just had this great idea for like. I think I think a lot of the implementation of GPS and stuff in the games is really rubish, you know? I mean, no offense to rubes. Um, but I, I have, like, okay, how about this? There's a Farmville-style social game, right? And there's a Facebook or, a, a, like, a phone, an app for your phone where, like, at random times, let's say, let's say in one hour you could earn 100 coins if you played it in your browser, right? But then every once in a while, it will send a push notification to your phone that's like, we'll give you 2,000 coins if you move 0.3 miles in the next 30 minutes from your current location. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, maybe you're in your office. You're like, oh, I can't do that. And you'll just be like, even by not engaging, quote unquote, with the mechanic, you'll just, it'll, it'll be there. It'll be like, man. If I would have just gotten out of my office building and walked three blocks, I would have made a thousand coins in this Facebook game. Huh. I but probably shouldn't be talking about this online because it's such a great idea. I'm already yeah, stealing the heck out of it. Yeah, I'm that's stealing just, that's right the now. sort of thing I, I get paid for, believe it or not. But how but would you go. contextualize that in the game? You don't have to. You can contextualize anything if you want to. I mean, you, yeah, you can make it. Think- you can make a friggin' game about Sub Zero. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, you can't make a good game about Sub Zero. As I can just do it. I can. Yeah. I could. Don't tell me There's what a I can't game about do. Freezing dudes and making them blow up. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> and you can you can freeze them. And, you can freeze them and make platforms. Lines. You, you yeah, can. Yeah, that I mean, battle's yours to lose, really. You just I want rip it to off. Be like the, you, uh, <laughs> you use the right analog stick to like swing around like one of those. Like hand catapult thing, rock things, and then you let go like a slingshot, and that's how you throw ice balls. So you're like swinging around on the analog stick. See this? Yeah, so yeah. 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 And then you like pop it in, in a direction. Oh yeah. Pop but it I, re- I really want to. Uh, I want to do that Metroid thing where you freeze enemies and then jump on them. Oh yeah. sure. I'm fine with yeah. it. I'll allow so that. The cool thing about Sub Zero is you can freeze stuff, but like, like. The stuff also freezes in the air; it doesn't fall. So yeah. he can also he can also delete the concept of gravity from things. That's kind of cool. Actually, I have a I have a question about Sub Zero. So, um, 
Scorpion has a skull face. Reptile has a reptile face. What kind of a face does yeah. Sub Zero have? Sub Zero is a regular human man. Yeah, because he's because Scorpion yeah. is dead. Have you fiction. not played Mortal Kombat three, where he's not wearing uh, a mask? I sure I mean, did not on. pay any attention to the character stuff. The uh, Mortal Kombat canon. What is their yeah. relation to Noob Cybot? Noob Cybot is just a jerk. All right. That's Boone and Tobias spelled backwards. Yeah. Those yeah. are the two. Anyway, we were talking about GPSs. Yes, we were talking about GPS before. Yeah, doesn't, doesn't, GPS uh, doesn't Google? Cool. Isn't Google? Doesn't Google have a, a game based on their uh, Google Maps thing going on right now? Well, you can fly around in Google Earth, and you can do, and you can you can just like you can go look at the Parthenon or whatever. Yeah, oh, there's some yeah, ARG Parthenon. game. There's some ARG game that they recently launched though. That Google mm. itself launched. I don't remember what it's called. There's a game some friends of mine play that uh, randomly selects a position on Google Street Maps anywhere in the world, and from there you need to navigate yourself to the nearest airport so you can go home. That sounds amazing. Yeah. And uh, Frank, I presume ARG game stands for Alternate Reality Game Game, right? Yep. Yes. LOL! Alright, just checking. Yep. ARG, it's like, are those pirate games? Arg. Yeah, I'm pretty funny, right? Yeah. That was a good no. one, wasn't it? That's a good old time. Yeah, I like a GOT. You're ready so, for prime time, Tim. I think, uh, I think we answered R4 that question. Yeah, let's move yeah, on. We answered it pretty hard. Let's move on. Yeah, my answer is the best, but let's go. Is there any good reason to keep making rail shooters? Yeah, I think rail shooters are a good genre of video yes, games. Yes, because I hate rails. <laughs> yeah. I want, I, oh, wait. A rail shooter is is a, an FPS that has a rail gun in it, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what a rail shooter is. No, it's it not a rail, rail shooter. Did you guys ever see that movie Eraser, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger? Where he's no, I think so. A, you never see it? Uh-uh. It's got Arnold in it. You haven't seen the movie with Arnold? What are you, a jerk? I guess. So Probably, it's got yeah. a. It's it, there's a part where he he fires a rail gun, which fires okay. bullets at the at the speed of light. Great. That's, that's pretty cool. I, that's yeah. what they do. Yeah. I'll play that game. That's not what a rail shooter is, though. No, I yeah, think there's not. there's there are plenty of reasons to make rail shooters because uh, I don't think that Panzer Dragoon's concepts have been fully realized to my satisfaction. And you know, Res is a really simple game that is mostly notable for its sound and graphics, but it's also it's also kind of fun. And I think that if you, I think if Panzer you did, Dragoon is more fun than Res. That's absolutely true. If you did a little more with the mechanic, like shooting certain things got different results or different paths or got you to do different stuff, then it would be it would be pretty neat. You could get a lot of kind of uh, weird emergent things happening in there. If you if you made a rail shooter and assigned it some some rules that could change the world, and um, you know you could make it. It's pretty easy to randomly procedurally generate caves now and mm-hmm. and you could just do all kinds of stuff combining those things and the rails would be pretty easy to procedurally generate as well like yes. the, I mean if you can procedurally generate a cave uh, yep. I, I think that so I was playing Halo 4 right mm-hmm. I don't know sorry guys uh, four low. sorry guys I played a video game <gasps> but uh, <laughs> I, I tell you what it was basically like Five minutes before, yeah, I got lost in it because everything looks the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One one well, great thing about Panzer Dragoon: never get lost. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I was going to say that, like, to me, like, a Call of Duty game is basically a rail shooter, and I, I don't mean A rail that. shooter where you can get lost. Yeah, I don't mean that in a Sometimes. demeaning way, but it's, it's like, a, a Call of Duty game, in single player at least, for me, is like like a Disneyland ride. I know, it's like a theme park through. ride, yeah. yeah. And then and then that's fine, but like that to me that's still basically a rail shooter. Uh but you're allowed to kinda of go left and right instead of just forward. Yeah, moving around is boring. I don't I don't need to be able to move uh I don't need to be able to move my guy around. I like I like the context of it. Panzer Dragoon is just like a perfect video game. Panzer Dragoon yeah. two especially. Yep, it's really I, good. Notice I just called it Panzer Dragoon two instead of Panzer Dragoon's Vi. Yeah, well, the the original uh, box art for the U.S. actually was with Panzer Dragoon two. It had a big old two on it. Man, and then uh, a diehard game fan was repeatedly calling it Panzer Dragoon two Spy. Because <laughs> so I, I don't know if any of you guys ever recognized this, but on, on ActionButton.net we uh, we write the game title exactly as it appears on the box. Yeah. So Call of Duty four is Call of Duty to the fourth power modern mm-hmm. warfare. That's how I wrote it out. Hey, have you ever heard anyone in a GameStop called Grand Theft Auto 4 Grand Theft Auto IV? Oh, no, man. Is that a thing that someone does? Yeah, that's a thing I hear all the time. Must that's be awesome. that East Coast. That is really <laughs> yeah. awesome. Where do you hear that all the time? At the GameStop. Yeah, he no. hangs out there. He's got going to do his homework. I, yeah. I forgot. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of the Norm Peterson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... To conclude, I think that rail shooters are real cool, uh, potentially, and, and you should do more stuff with them. Like, if you look There's at what so Panzer Dragoon Saga did, um, they basically took the rail shooter segment and made that the battle sequence mm-hmm. for their for their RPG. That works great. Like, you could you could do that in another RPG, and it would be fantastic. Just have a essentially a rail shooter battle sequence that would be f- fun every time instead of a slog. Fun every time. F-E-G. Yeah. I, I think that uh, if you were to kind of retcon modern FPS mechanics like like Halo stuff that feels really satisfying into a Panzer Dragoon game that you could like or that style of game. I mean, yeah, God, the the, the way the the bullets don't feel like the gun doesn't feel like a physical object so much in Panzer Dragoon Two. Like it would be kind of neat to make a Panzer Dragoon-style game where the gun feels really fantastic. I agree. Like, uh, I mean, why the heck not? So I, I don't see why. And I mean, it's a perfect storytelling sort of venue to make one of these rail shooters. And Panzer Dragoon 2, I think, does story way better than a lot of other games that tried a lot harder. Yeah. Just you know what I think they should do? It's, they had really good universe design is the thing. It's all happening, yeah. Everything's just happening around you. It's like, here you are. Yeah. Love that game. I think, I think somebody should make a licensed uh, Black Sabbath rail shooter, and then halfway through it becomes an FPS because uh, you're going off the rails. Nice. Oh, man. That was a, that was a labored that was, joke right there. Yeah. <laughs> is it Labor Day already? <laughs> So did any of y'all play that that Sin and Punishment on the Wii? I didn't. Oh play. yeah, I played. I played the god darn out of it. Yeah, that's that's the end. I played I it at E three. I wasn't very good at it. Yes, I played it for. Wait, no, maybe I didn't actually play. It. I think I waited in line behind someone who was just uh, 
kind of taken forever, and then I never got to play it. And then I was so sad. let me let me just ask you a. I was going to ask no. you a series of questions. It was you don't funny. get you don't get to ask. Those. All right, let's go. Move on. Let's not talk about the rules. Let's just do it. How would you redraft ESRB policy? What is ESRB policy? They put yeah. people in a room with the game for twenty minutes, and well, no. So now nowadays, um, you don't. They don't actually have to play through all of them. They just play through some of the the things that they think might be controversial or well, something hang on. like that. I, I don't think they ever uh, required playable code. I think the only requirement ever was uh, video. video. Yeah, but now now you can do it all online. You don't have to like send in a VHS tape like you used to have to. Um, I'd like to believe you still do, but you're probably right. No, I, 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 talked, I talked to the president somewhat recently about that. And Obama? Yeah. Obama, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. So you're, you're saying you want the ES, so you're saying you want the ESRB to be run like Twin Galaxies? Yeah, that'd be cool. No, no, it is basically. You do submit video <laughs> on the website, and then you tick a bunch of boxes. And it's a, it's a lot boxes. easier now. And they're they're also trying to integrate it so that you can submit once, and they'll also coordinate with um, Peggy and Saro so that you can get all your ratings in one stop. So I think that's actually pretty cool. But if you mean their policy of how they of what they call the ratings of games, then I don't know. I guess I guess. Those R ratings and things in PG thirteen might be more understandable for people than than what we have now. But I don't think what we have now is that confusing either. I don't know. What do y'all think? I don't think what anyone's really had a problem everyone? with it, right? I mean, has anyone really been confused by the ratings? That's a cogent point, Frank's cat. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like the the you know the detractors of video game violence haven't particularly argued against or about the rating system being bad they they haven't they haven't taken that to task they just think that violent video games are turning our kids into preverts and that's it like no matter I mean what. Re- realistically it's one of the better uh, independent rating systems in entertainment right yeah especially considering it's you know it's self submitted mhm um yeah. it's true yeah, that it's voluntary that yeah retail stores won't won't uh, put you up there if you if you don't do it, but retail stores matter less and less. So, you know, like on Steam, I don't think you have to um, get rated. And certainly, like on Newgrounds or whatever, you don't have to get rated, and not on the App Store. So um, I think that, that what, what they're doing now to try to make the, you know, ratings easier to get is actually pretty good because maybe people will just rate their stuff for you know maybe angry birds will get a rating just because they they think why the heck not we might as well it's so easy cartoon mischief i, I recently uh, got a game esrb rated it, it took about 30 seconds i just said my game is an abstract game with geometrical shapes in it yeah, it open like, a little okay. coke there get a little coke time Bricks. coke uh, so i was going to say that i was once writing a uh, for Electronic Arts had like a a format that they needed something filled out in. Like they're like, can you just fill out all this information on this sheet, right? And it was very little information on a game that was in development. And under rating, I wrote M, right? I said this game will be rated. I said, what game do you what what rating do you expect the game to have? And I just put M on there. And then uh, uh, 
the the, uh, the the director of the game looked over it, and he was a Japanese guy. And so, so he goes, "Are we sure we want this game to be rated M? Are we sure?" And I'm like, "He's like, you can't actually say that our game's going to be rated M." I'm like, "Is your grandma going to play this game?" Right? And then he's like, "Well, I, I just just say that we can't make a decision. Yeah, just just put a question mark there." I'm like, "We've discussed this game about how it's going to have." You know, you can shoot people in the face, and there's going to be blood and stuff. Uh, and you know, this, it, I think it's going to be rated M. And then yeah, it was like we can't say that. And well, like, if well, it was for EA, you should have told them it is in the game. It's in the game. It's all yeah. in the game. Man, uh, I'm I'm bad at jokes today. <laughs> I'm going to go have a cry nap. <laughs> Don't look at me. <laughs> so yeah, I just think I just think that it was uh it's really easy to just choose what rating you're going to have and uh yeah. I mean, it doesn't seem real difficult at all to uh it doesn't seem like there's anybody to be surprised by what rating they're getting. Well, is, is is there is there ever really a question of of what rating a game will get? Is there ever a surprise there, like, "Oh, we got an M?" I mean, I guess, never, I guess never should be. I get like there is there is the thing that you hear about where where you know people are getting an M for a reason that they don't quite agree with and they're like we have to get a T a T for teen according to the publisher so right. now we have to take yeah. out this amount of blood and then it can be a T game. Oh, here's an actual thing that would help: um, cooperation between all the different international rating sports. Because That's what I was. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. The, the Japanese one's terrible. Like, I did uh, just talk about that though. The uh, the like the dead or alive games get rated the most adult classification possible because As... for for uh, for sexuality, whereas the Ninja Gaiden games don't. They get mm. rated lower. Whereas the Ninja Gaiden games have extreme gore and blood and violence and limbs getting cut off, and the uh, dead or alive games just have breasts. Yeah. And apparently, breasts are worth the. Uh, the the pornography classification. Breasts are worth everything. Breasts are worth the pornography classification. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Hey guys. Hey, that's us. What? In reference to video games, when is it acceptable to use the word epic? Never. 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 Oh, actually, when, when, no, that's when not made true. by Gears of War, yeah. maker epic. Games. Yes, that's what I was just gonna say. That's the only time, really. Otherwise, I think it's the only time that anything can be described as epic anymore. That word is uh, that word's on timeout. It's, yeah. Been, yeah, it's on timeout. That word for is poison. Five years. That yeah. word is definitely sitting in the corner, uh, staring at the wall until further notice. Until such time as it can behave itself in co- in company, <laughs> in front of company. I think I actually own the domain epicuprising.com. Do you? <laughs> yeah, because you the word epic for ten thousand bucks right now. And uprising were being used in like a million things. Oh man, I'm pretty sure I am. I think I think um, I mean it probably jumped the shark years ago, but my real defining moment was Epic Mickey. Epic Mickey, yeah, that that's so a case of something that sounds like a goddamn code name ending up. I I I I am almost positive it was the code name, and they just got so used to it, and they're just like, eh, fine. I mean, it's a good. Sort of quick two-word pitch of the kind of game they were going for. Right? Mickey, it's, it's epic. Yeah, epic Mickey. Snakes on a plane, Zaitis. It's more epic than Mickey, though. Why they thought? No, I disagree with that. If you play the game, it's just Mickey, Mickey. Epic. Yeah, it is pretty much just Mickey. 
It was, um, for me, it was just when people started saying epic win about everything and anything, It that just, I just didn't like it. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. terrible, but there wasn't really a defining moment of that for me, though. What's yeah, the difference just... between an epic win and a regular win? A one is said by a douche, and the other one is just a guy winning something. Or possibly I think, a lady. I think the word, using the word win by itself is, like, the worst thing. I, I just imagine every time I see someone type that, or, like, someone has typed that in a Facebook comment. I like to look at the picture of their face. And then I like to, uh, imagine that the second they pressed enter, like a firefighter with a fire hose, just materialized in front of them and collapsed in another chair. Yeah. Maybe they have a friend named win that they want to alert to the post. Hey, win, come win. check this out. No, I don't think They're that's all just true. Really big fans of windows computing. Yeah. So like, the word, they try to type win word. I mean, because the word epic actually means something, and it's one of yeah. those words. Not anymore, used. though. Yeah, not, but not anymore. anymore. It was used so much, it, it doesn't mean ruined. a darn thing anymore. Well, then what video games are epic in the classical sense of the word, if any? Final Fantasy VI is kind of epic, Yeah, I think. Yeah. I always, I always, characters in that big, long story. Yeah. Dragon I always Quest thought of the Zelda games as feeling epic. All right. Panzer Dragoon Saga, I would say. Yeah. Panzer Dragoon's Vi feels sort of epic. Yeah, sure. I just called it Zvi instead of 2. Panzer Dragoon 2 Zvi. Well, yeah, I mean, if you're going to say that it's epic, generator. if you're sure. going to say it's epic, you should you should probably say Zvi. Yeah, because yeah. that sounds, yeah, it should be cool. Nothing that's that. a 2 is epic, ever, That's as a rule. What about Epic Mickey 2? No, absolutely not. Is it actually called Epic Mickey 2? I, feel yeah, like I, I think it's that. called Epic Mickey the Power of 2. It's available, by the way. On the Wii U. <laughs> Which you can purchase right now from Tim's home. Four hundred dollars Oakland, California. We'll be we'll be fielding offers in the uh, in the post show. Uh, we'll be talking about that. Someone in the comments, by the way, was offering a really nice old pro broadcast monitor, very similar to this one here. Okay. Oh, that's, that's my right. Dirk, Dirk well, I want it. I had to so, look it up at the full title of the game. I had to look it up, but the full title of the game is Disney Epic Mickey 2, colon, The Power of 2. Wow. Is that actually, that's actually what it's called, right? Is yeah. the two Is the two raised? Uh, no, it is not that's, raised. That's a joke. I was joking about that. Yes, I, I got that was, it. That was a pretty good square. one, by the way. That's it was okay. Time. It was okay. I, I, like, I, I didn't actually play Epic Mickey. I looked at it, and I was like, it looks kind of like, like a Zelda game that they would make you play at school. <laughs> I played it a little bit, and that I wouldn't say that. I mean, it has no educational value, so that's not yeah. really accurate. It's not uh, a lot of school doesn't have an educational that's value. That's true. But the game is a game about just following instructions. Like it's a game that just mm-hmm. like like the worst parts of Grand Theft Auto that are like go to that car now, open the car's door now, drive the car to this location now, go in the build. Like that's the entire game. Now get in this next make- car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's a fun time. Yeah, it looks like it, it, it was a lot of, uh, what do you call it? You know, you know the board game Perfection? Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I like using this as an pop example. Pop Goes. Yeah, Pop Goes the Perfection. Yeah, Pop Goes Perfection. There's, a, there's like a little little triangle peg, and you put it in the triangle hole, but you got to get them all in there before you can turn the timer off, right? Yeah. Like, like you got to get all the pegs in, then you turn the timer off, and you've won. You're not allowed to turn the timer off unless you put all the pegs in. So it's like... You have to enforce the uh, the conditions of the game yourself, and it's like mm-hmm. if you're playing with somebody else, it's like you're cooperating, but 
one of you could be a stickler and be like, we're not turning this off. We're going to turn this back on. We're not, we're not going to turn this thing off. We're going to leave it on until we do it. And it's like, how many times can you play that game before you just memorize? Right. Anyway, any game that feels like that to me is not epic. So they should I just call the game God Darn Mickey. The, ver- the version of that, of that perfection game that I had was, was purchased at a thrift store and thus did not have all of the pieces. And so I would, would, you would pop it every time. Yeah, I would say Epic Mickey is kind of like that. Not all the pieces for the fun that you're supposed to force oh. yourself to are there. Oh, is that, is that New Adventure Islands back there? No, um, that's... Uh, y- oh, sorry. Shinbo Kenjima? Yeah, but... No- our listeners can't favorite. see that. So I, am okay, that I am a little disappointed we got through that entire thing without addressing Kirby's epic yarn, but let's move on. That game ain't epic at all. They should. Right. You know what's more epic than Kirby's epic yarn is Shinbo Kenjima. New Adventure Island should have been called Epic Adventure Island. More like epic Kirby's Island. epic yawn. Oh, wonderful, excellent, my. Which non-video game-related professionals would make the best transition into game design? Oh, heck Barack yeah. Obama. That's a joke. Bur- I'm not saying Bur- specific people. I'm saying like. Oh, would, would firefighters make good game designers? Uh, comedians would, absolutely. Yeah, there like, you go. Uh, writing in games only really works if it's comedy writing. I've, yeah. I've kind of recently figured out like any, any attempt at serious that. writing. I don't know if I agree. I don't know about I, the only, but I, I agree, sort of. Okay, for the most part, uh, writing falls apart in a game unless it's at least partially humorous. Um in most cases, but I agree that it can't you obviously be right. haven't played Gears of War too. You're you're right. I mean that <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the emotional core of the game. I but, think uh, Deadly, Deadly Premonition does an okay job, and and it has some humorous moments, but the humor is not the drive. Yeah, so, and it's also, I mean, is the writing good in that, or is it the storytelling that's good? Like I would, what, I, what's I would argue good about Deadly Premonition is uh, if you're an ironic jerk. Uh, no, it's really not an ironic thing for uh, either. No, it, no if That's you're, right. is it? Are you sure? Pretty yeah. sure. By yeah, the way, absolutely. viewers at home, Brandon is wearing a Deadly Premonition T-shirt right now. Yeah, dog. Hurry Did to you, Harry. But anyway, uh, comedians or comedy writers would uh, be good game designers because I think games are at their best when uh, they recognize that they're video games. I yeah, always, I think, yeah, I think designing a joke, uh, writing a joke, is kind of an element of. It, it kind of requires some sort are, of design sensitivity. Are we talking yeah. about um, game designers specifically, or can they be some other element? Because, like, I think yeah, some, architects, some architects right. would make some uh, fantastic level designers, for oh, yeah. sure. I always thought the people who wrote the uh, crossword puzzles would make a good transition into video games. Why? Because that takes a lot of uh, that takes a lot of intelligence to put together that kind of complex layout with all those words interlocking in an exact way. I think without a beyond a shadow of a doubt, uh, designing a crossword puzzle is game design. Oh. Like making making a crossword puzzle is designing a game uh, in in a respect that like beyond any FPS. If you were to analyze it on just like a raw raw mathematical mm-hmm. level, like the complexity of the yeah. system. Of, of of a crossword puzzle is about the same as an FPS, and uh, mm-hmm. people are jerks if they uh, don't agree, or they're just ignorant. Maybe some champion chess players would be pretty good at um, at making big games, oh, yeah, like strategy game design or something. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I agree with Jaffe that like uh, that a, a good map level designer mm-hmm. sort of guy uh, would be a crossword uh, editor. Yeah, crossword editors yeah, sure. are pretty cool people. Yeah, I don't know if you guys knew that. Yeah. Uh, uh, what about what? What about what? Hey, what, about what? what about other professions? Is what I was going. I tell, I'll tell you what. Uh, who has proved time and time again that they don't make good game designers? Here's two. One, uh, your general popular sportsman okay. does not have good game design ideas. <laughs> John, what about John Madden? Number two, okay, not uh, John Madden is the is the uh, is the exception because he has good ideas there. And then the other one is musicians. They have tended to do some terrible jobs. Frank, tell the story about the new kids on the block because you probably MK, remember it better MK, than me. OTB. Oh sure. Um, I mean, I don't remember any of the specific input they had, which which is what you might. Well, it was it was just but, so there um, was that canceled well, game, right? Yeah. Okay. So there was there was uh, an NES game about New Kids on the Block that was being done by Imagineering, which was the internal dev group for Absolute, and uh, the designer was David Crane, the Pitfall guy. That guy's Um, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Game didn't come out. uh, Never actually got started beyond some concept stuff, but um, the New Kids themselves really wanted to be involved because Nintendo was really cool and they were young and stuff. So David Crane actually had meetings with the entire band, uh, which he described as sort of slouching around and giving really awful ideas that he kind of had to nod and agree with. I want to be chasing cheeseburgers. <laughs> Stuff like that. <laughs> and then I, like, keep falling down for, like, no reason. What if my shoes were, like, huge? <laughs> <laughs> and then there's, like, this big cosmic dube that I've just got to smoke. <laughs> MKOTV quest for the cosmic dude. You know, you know who else I think might be good at uh, at at designing video games is like someone that has spent many years stocking shelves at Walmart or something like that because they've probably had so much time to think. I mean, maybe what about what about guys who work at parking lots in San Francisco? Oh man, sure. That's I mean, some real logistics right there. The kinds real of games centers. that they, the kinds of games they, they, they think about might be limited in scope. They're not going to make a whole bunch of fantastic games, but they might make one pretty cool game that you haven't thought of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think some of those guys at Zynga might be pretty good at making video games. <laughs> yeah, if they, if they just tried and applied if themselves. they actually made a video game, yeah. Yeah. That was a pretty good joke, wasn't it, guys? Yeah. I, enjoyed that yeah. Joke. I thought it was funny. I'm going to give it a 7.75. I actually think Farm, Farmville, too, is pretty great. Uh, I was going to say, right before we get back to, uh, before we finish this, Brandon said something about architects being good level designers. I don't yep. necessarily agree with that. I think architects could be good consultants for maintaining the naturalism of an environment. But uh, architects doesn't, like, exactly translate to level design. Like No, but, so, oh, man. You get the uh, last word it, on that? If you've you got a good follow-up, I'll give you my one-up on this. Yeah, I'm, mm. I'd, I'd like to continue that just briefly. Yeah, I'll, I'll be yeah, okay. 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 I, I just got the one-up. Let's one-up on I was going to say that, that I would say at least oh. 75% of level design. I'm not, I wasn't done. At Go least ahead. 75% of quote-unquote level design is choosing what happens in the level, where, where, where the stuff goes, where the enemy encounters happen, where cover points are in Gears of War, where climbing points are in Uncharted. Like, yeah. It's not just about 
there's there's more of a I would say a movie screenwriter would make a good level design. So so the reason I'm I'm going to say that that you might be giving uh, architects a short shrift there is because you know I've worked in an architectural firm and they are supposed to design a space to be moved through. They're supposed to decide uh, design how to be people moved through will filter easily. through in this in this space in an effective way, but. They can also say, like, here is a potential choke point, and this, yeah. in my experience, has been a thing that people get hung up on, and they can use that information, um, the information from real humans moving to yeah, because I mean, architecture. Good, good, good architects know what bad architecture is, and, yeah. and I think knowing what good and bad is could kind of uh, make you into maybe not like a lead level designer or anything, but someone who could contribute a lot to a team. Yeah, consultants to aid in the uh, the naturalism of a level, but I think a screenwriter would be a better overall level designer. I don't know, it's man. about the situation. I don't a think well, John Milius could do it. The ride, a well spent one up minute. Hooray! It's how about will the, the ride. how will the impending Mayan apocalypse affect the video game industry? Not well, we'll all be dead. It's going to kill everybody. It'll, it'll, so it's uh, going to be hard to play. But how will it affect video games specifically? I think we should all play Pitfall the Mayan Adventure so that we mm-hmm. can prepare. So that we prepared. Yeah. Well, I heard if we all beat the game at the same time, we actually prevent the uh, apocalypse. Perfect. Oh, really? I guess we got to do that. Lol. I mean, it'd be really hard. To, you got to get it at the exact same moment. It has to be wow. specifically the three of us. Not oh, you, but here's, you don't care. Oh, okay. So have just you guys a, ever played that game? Because I was yeah. I was worried for a second because you know like in in the UK aren't they playing it at a different speed? Oh yeah. Well, no, we have to hit the ending screen at the exact same time. Oh it yeah. Doesn't, so it doesn't matter if you're playing the power on. That's a lot of logistics there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know about no logistics, guys. Okay. So you guys <laughs> listening to this stream afterwards are not yeah. noticing that I just put on Pitfall the Mayan Adventure because I'm that quick. That's yeah. pretty cool. Playing behind me right now. What if it so, ends up being more uh, like the Christian apocalypse where there's a kind of rapture? How would that affect the video game industry? Man, I, I'm, I'm ready for that. Sure. Well, then all, all the games would be evil at that point because there'd be no like real Christians left. Right. Yeah. So, how would that affect games, though, that all the non It would be evil. Are... They would be evil. Okay, so and... if all... No, I think if all the Christians are gone, there are going to be no more games about war. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Snap! <laughs> wow. Oh man, that's pretty Sticking good. Sticking it to Christians. What about that's those right. other religions? Come on. There's more. Yeah, those more. guys suck too. A lot of religions have war in them, man. I know it's true. So, so it. I was going to say that I think I've I've shared this uh, this anecdote in real life before, but not on the podcast. Uh, with I told this to Frank and uh, Brandon, but somebody at, like E3 was was like coming up to me and they're like, man. I just, re- you know, did you know that ziggurats were where human sacrifices occurred in the ancient Mayan culture? Like, <laughs> and your game ziggurat has a ziggurat, and there's a person at the top, and death <laughs> is the end of the game. So it's kind of like did, uh, human sacrifice. Did you, you must did have you, done that by accident somehow. Did, did you, <laughs> it, you know, like the presumption was that it was that on accident, and then it's like, that's but, pretty funny. You know, but just letting me know that if it had been on purpose, it would be pretty cool. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. I guess it was pretty cool then. 
Thanks I'm for like, telling yeah, me about it, bro. Thanks, thanks for letting me know. And it's like, and it's like, did you realize that also the game came out in 2012? Which is like, I'm like, yeah, there's not a whole lot of coincidence in that. Because Ziggurat is a game about the Mayan apocalypse. I don't know if anybody noticed that. I mean, oh, yeah. Next to make a game about the Mayan Acropolis. Acropolis. Yeah. The Mayan Acropolis. The Mayan Acropolis. The Mayan Popcornocalypse. The Mayan Popcornocalypse. Yeah. Do you guys do you guys want to come over and watch Apocalypto on the yes. on the eve of the Mayan apocalypse? Yes. Oh boy. I love that movie. That That's definitely one of the best movies ever made. I was telling somebody the other day that uh, probably true. Not not thinking about uh uh who the an actor is and or a, like a famous person is in real life allows you to appreciate their art a lot more. Yeah. So, definitely. Yeah. So like like definitely not caring about uh, Mel, being able to separate Mel Gibson from Apocalypto is is really cool. Just mm-hmm. having that having that particular psychological makeup is is a pretty fun thing. I want to play a video game that's like Apocalypto. Yeah. How would it be like Apocalypto? Uh, have you seen Apocalypto? No. Oh my god! Get on it. See Apocalypto. Is it on Netflix? No, it's not on. And it doesn't well, exist. How the heck am I going to see it? Well, it, it the game movies. would be very, uh, very consequence uh, uh, heavy, I would say, and it would be pretty. It would be pretty brutal, but not not in the way that Gears of uh, that like God of War is brutal. It would be brutal in the way that that when things happen, you feel like sick about it. And it's uh, it would also be very, very straightforward, direct. Very focused, no nonsense. Kind of, kind of a kind of a rail shooter at heart. Like imagine if if out of this world were an FPS, that would be a game like Apocalypse. Oh, what about a braille shooter? I would play that. A braille shooter. Braille shooter. Man, yeah. we're we're making a game that is uh, uh, an FPS that is playable by blind people. So that's it is pretty pretty much a braille shooter. You got a braille shooter. Mm-hmm. I'm like, cool. it's, I'm not even joking about that. That's a uh, the game is called Ziggurat. Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah. Now, what if you made a game about a Mayan guy in uh, Apocalypse, the place in the DC Comics universe where Darkseid? <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah. yeah. Like I would play that at the end of the universe. Yeah. Yeah, he goes and takes out Darkseid with his uh, Mayan traditions and, sure. and magic. Hearing uh, stop him from getting the anti-life equation. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, team up with Orion and uh, the Forever People. You get, short, you're getting a little too obscure for me now here. <laughs> yeah. I, I only know it is that Jack Kirby looking place with the uh, something about it. Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen. Uh, yeah, he's probably yeah. He's got he's got red hair. Yeah. In short, I just want to say that Apocalypse does a cool movie. I think that's the summary here. Okay, yeah. we we answered the question. Though. Is that a good summary? Apocalypse is a cool movie. Did you get? Did you guys know that Darkseid's first appearance was in a Jimmy Olsen comic? No. Well, probably not. Okay. Jimmy Olsen, man, isn't he the... Uh, let's not get into that. Good old He's Jimothy. 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 Has there ever been a minigame better than the game it was in? Hmm. Oh, heck yeah. Yes, I'm trying to think of a good example. There, There's a... There, during the PlayStation era... There were a bunch of Namco games that had Galaga as their mini game loading screen, mm-hmm. and Galaga is 
pretty much better than most of those games it was a mini game in, so Yeah. What about Ridge Racer Revolution? Ridge Racer. Had, what was what was the minigame load in that? Was it Galaga? I think it was Rally X. That was might make sense. I feel like it, they would switch it up is it, though. Is it Galaga or Galaga? Which it's one is Ga- it? It's Galaga because it's a sequel to Galaxian. I think it's Galaga. Is it Galaga? Galagla. I think it's Galigula. Galagula. Galagula's palace. Galagula. Did you guys hear? I said Galigula. That should be this podcast episode. Yeah, that's what that's what we're gonna call it. We're gonna call it Galigula. In uh, in 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 Singapore, there's this dude that that really wanted to name his cafe Hannibal, he, because sure. after you know like the Roman guy or whatever. Not yeah. Hannibal. The cannibal. And uh, not not the can- cannibal, but his friend warned him against it because he's like, man, you know, people are not going to want to go to a place called Hannibal because mostly now they think of Hannibal the cannibal. Did you and guys so he, know that? Uh, oh. He opened it up. I'm, I'm just going to finish this. He opened it up with, with the name Hannibal and nobody came for an entire week, so he renamed it Caligula. <laughs> really? <laughs> yep. And then did people, did people show up? A little more. <laughs> man, have you guys ever seen the movie Caligula? It's hilarious. So I was going to say that, did you know that David Mamet wrote the uh, the screenplay for the film Hannibal based on the book Hannibal? And David Mamet is another example of uh, me being a, being glad that I can separate a person's politics from their uh, their work. Are those yeah. movies on Netflix? What, Hannibal? Yeah, Hannibal Don't, and Caligula. Don't watch Hannibal. Hannibal's cra- uh, terrible. Uh, Caligula is probably not on Netflix. Well, then, never mind. Mini games. It's Mini also games, people. Mini games. Oh, right. Mini games. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. Think we about were going to talk about night. those. Galigula. That's not that a mini game. Some, the, the fish is the thing you said. Uh, some of the WarioWare mini, wow. mini games are better than WarioWare is. I would say that nothing. I would say that uh, nothing, nothing about WarioWare is redeemable whatsoever. Really? Okay. People love WarioWare. I think yeah, WarioWare is, WarioWare is about as much fun as rooting around in the neighbor's garbage. Really? That's a little fun. Yeah, I know. I know it is a little fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's still uh it's any it's games a... people. Come on. <laughs> no, okay, we're, we're, here's, we are here's one. Here's one. Games. I got one. Uh there the on the Dreamcast there was that um visual novel game Kita A, which was a visual novel and not I don't super think that exciting. that's not a video game. And okay, fair enough. Um but it had a it no had a, a shooting mini game in it that was more fun. And also, Tokimeki Memorial for the um, for the PC Engine has uh, a shooter in it that's also nice. So, there you go. I think that uh, the fishing minigame in Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening is really good, but not nearly as good as the game, unfortunately. So Let's that's, see. That's that. And I also think that, uh, what do you call it? Uh, yeah. I also think that WarioWare is about as much fun as rooting around in the neighbor's trash. All right. Yeah, that's a thing you said already. Looking for their phone bill. <laughs> Just trying to find the like neighbor's phone bill and see who they called. Right now I'm thinking about uh, mostly game modes, not minigames. That's that's the trouble. Like, a, um, I'm I'm flipping through these things in my brain. and, and most one, might say, uh, one might say Horde mode is better than Gears of War. Yes. That is true. Yeah. Sure, yeah. people. There are people who say that. It's that kind of undisputable. It's definitely I mean, a mode. Is, is a mini game still a mini game? If it, uh, it is, is a mode. Can a mode be a mini game? 
because it uses this it uses similar rules but not yeah. like not exactly the same rules there there are sort of like emergent i made them up mini games that are better than boring games that i was trying to play such oh, yeah. as um God, what was that action game that came out like two years ago? You were a guy, and sometimes you were his dog. Uh, John Woo Stranglehold. No, it's 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 um it's uh, Frank. I remember it was it was a uh, dog to rights dog tribution. Yeah, dog to rights dog tribution. Yeah. Um, yeah. What was really fun about that game was that if you threw anyone onto a piece of furniture, they died. They would they would lay there for a second, and then they would jerk and die. Yeah. So uh, making a game out of killing everyone in the game with furniture was way more fun than actually playing the game. All sure. right. And also it's just being a dog and barking was fun. Oh, yeah, you could be a dog and bark, and there was a bite crotch button. But that was, yes. that was, a, that was a normal game, though. Stranglehold yeah. had those crotch shots, though. Yeah. Dog to rights. Where you can shoot a guy in the crotch and his hands cup over his genitals, and he oh, sure. shrieks. Did you guys ever play that Stranglehold? That game had a bunch of good little things in it. Very oh, briefly. Yeah. It you had a bunch of these these modes that cut in, right? Like like there's but I wouldn't call them mini games, but they, they feel they're mini games that have been integrated so seamlessly into the game and use the game's rules and controls. They, the fire button is the fire button, but there's there'll be like a, a standoff where you've got like six guys in front of you and they're like, We're gonna kill you unless you give us the money, but then it's like it slows down and you have to shoot all six of them in like super slow motion before they can shoot you. And it's, it's like kind of an, a mini game level of, of intrusion. It's like, this isn't the regular game. It's not a cutscene. I'm going to throw in something that was said in comments really quick. The uh, Brownie Brown made RPG mode in that professor Layton game. Okay. That's like a macro game though. Yeah. That's like bigger than the game it was in. Heck yeah. This is our final question before the lightning round. All right. Redesign uh, Minesweeper as no, an no. RPG in the style of Tetsuya Nomura. I have no idea what that is. Tetsuya Nomura is the character designer of the Final Fantasy games. Okay. So it's an RPG yeah. in his style? Yeah. Okay. Well, it would have a much more compelling battle system than Kingdom Hearts, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you'd just be kind of, you'd be clicking on stuff. Right. Okay, so if it if it's in the style of Nomura, then so you star as a as a thirteen year old boy who hates his life and wants to die. Okay, and uh, then he meets a girl who's really chipper and upbeat and wants things to be okay, and he's just like, "Why won't you just leave me alone?" And it's <laughs> like, "No, we have to sweep these mines because saving the universe." He's like, "I don't care about that. I don't, I don't, I don't think I just I don't, want my I, hair I think, to look nice." I think you are uh, you're not you're confusing Tetsuya Nomura for Final Fantasy VII. Final Fantasy Seven is a. Uh, well, wait, maybe there's a no. that, that what the world ends with you. He game? made he made Goddamn Twewy, and that was like his magnum opus. That guy. Nah, Kingdom Hearts Two was his magnum opus. All right, whatever. Kingdom I Hearts just, Two begins like with a, Kingdom Hearts Two begins with a 13 year old boy uh, eating an ice cream bar and complaining that like 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 wondering aloud to his friends, what if. What if this summer doesn't last forever? <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. So it's it's more it's much more uh, much more wistful. Than, okay. Than well, hateful. That twelve was angsty. definitely hate oriented, but um. I don't know. I played it in Japanese, and I did not see any hate so much as. Uh, I played it in regular, and it and there was a lot of hate in it. 
The regular language? Regular language, yeah. I'll tell you this. Um, I don't think any of Nomura's characters have a mustache, so he has yet to write his magnum P.I. Nice! Hey, all right, I'll accept nice. that one. I'm going to give that one an 8 minus. All right. Magnum popus. <laughs> yeah. So maybe um, instead of finding mines, you're finding like something in your long, beautiful hair. Like maybe it's called six. Mind Sweeper, and you're finding minds. You're 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 diving into the the mental state of a variety maybe, of maybe it's hair. called. I already made that. It's called Psychonauts. No. Maybe it's called. Maybe it's called. Also, my, Maybe it's called Mind Sweeper. Yeah. Oh. What do you think and of it's that? It's about the apocalypse in people's brains, and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, every level is a is a pyramid, which uh-huh. which that solves their the level design problems that they've had in every game that he's ever worked on. I would, you know, it would be a pretty cool Minesweeper game. I tell you what, if the, if you had a curling game where instead of the curling thingy you had mines, yeah, and so you're because you have to, so sweep. you're sweeping the mines, you're literally. sweeping the mines literally, yeah. and then but you know if if you let it go too far it'll just friggin explode and everyone You guys dies. aren't getting into the real spirit of Minesweeper and that's clicking on numbers and putting in flags. Yeah, you so go are you talking about design Final Fantasy because that's that's what that sounds like. It sounds like <laughs> making Final Fantasy. You just click on numbers and 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 put in flags and then you're like, "Oh yeah, I just made it. I made mm-hmm. made me Final Fantasy." If only you could put numbers and flags in instead of just letting them supply them. Indeed. I think if you made it, I think a Kingdom Hearts FPS is what you have to do for Minesweeper. Really? Which, How would uh, that work? Well, it'll like it. be like, well, no, no, I mean, it would have the... The thing is, they've made so many superfluous characters in Kingdom Hearts now that they don't need the Disney or the Final Fantasy. I mean, yeah, yeah. none of the characters they've made are appealing. I but, mean... My experience with the Kingdom Hearts fan base is they kind of wade through the Disney stuff waiting for the original characters to show up again. Well, there's Mickey again. Yeah. <laughs> really? I feel like they like that stuff. Oh, they do, do, but to a point. It's like they like that, but they like seeing Organization 13 and uh, Those, Lord yeah. Zehanort a lot more. I don't know. If they, do you mean you? Because I, I don't know if you speak for everyone there. I don't think. I, you do. just, I don't know, I'm man. Have you, have you ever went to Game Facts? When I wrote yeah. up, imp- uh, yeah, Darren went there. Kingdom Hearts two uh, on the forums for the insert credit. I got uh, a whole bunch of hateful haters from the uh, from the Game Facts Kingdom Hearts board just screaming at me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys remember that. Uh, it was a funny thread. And then uh, I went to the GameFAQs board that all these people were coming from, and they seemed to care a lot about the original characters, a lot more than the Disney or the Final Fantasy characters combined. Well, all right. So Now, um, is one trademark that. of this guy that sort of common complaint about Final Fantasy thirteen that it's just walking through a hallway? Of what? Of, of, of Kingdom Hearts? Of, oh, of this, no this guy that's making our Minesweeper oh. game. Oh, no, no. Okay. His complaints are, uh, well, my complaint about his games is you just hammer the button over and over again, and instead of, like, attacking like a decent person, your character instead flips and flies around and uh, does a whole lot of sort of in-air somersaulting. It's all really. cinematic. Yeah, cinematic in, like, a really not great way. 
Because I think he should uh, team up with Suda and make Nomura heroes. Uh, yeah. I, think, I think the answer is Mind Sweeper, where it's just a you have to you have to sweep the minds, and uh, but it's in a giant pyramid, and you go inside of people's brains to yeah. sweep minds in uh, nightmares that portend the Mayan apocalypse. Yeah, just can combine all the stuff. Sure. And so you you shoot enemies, and uh, uh, either they die or they explode, and uh, you you can't blow up yourself, <laughs> and you, you can't your, blow up. Yeah, you can't blow yourself up. Then you die. And upon that death, it's time for us to transition to the lightning round. Well, let's, yeah, do it. Let's, let's round up the lightnings. Let's light the rounds. This, this week we're going to have a sacred cow barbecue. What oh, I'm going to do? I'm is hungry. I'm, I'm going to give you the name of an almost universally beloved video game, and you have to tell me why it's the worst game ever made. Oh, my. That should be easy. Yep. Here we go. All right, let's, let's do start it. with Super Mario Brothers. Oh, terrible level design. I mean, it's just flat. Like, what, you just go left to right and, and oh, like, man. things? And then there's the guy, the guy's, uh, the, the pictures in the official art, he's, like, wearing red and blue, but in the game it's, like, brown and dark brown. You know, what is that? That's ridiculous. The colors right. It's like also very racist. racist against <laughs> Italians. Very, very linear game, I mean, it, and it only lasts, what, like, a couple hours? This is, like, I want my money back. Yeah, it, it costs 70 bucks. <laughs> combat evolved. Too many Doritos. Yep. Too much Mountain Dew. I don't know about the Doritos. In Halo didn't have Doritos. Halo 3 had Doritos. Wait. Tim, I'm Halo. aware of that. Halo, <laughs> I'm aware of that. Uh, no, I was trying to think of something that was going to be funny. Okay. That. I was going to be instead. like... I mean, like, come on. These aren't, like, like those guns could exist in real life. Those, like, yeah, magic guns. That's unrealistic. Aliens aren't real, guys. I don't know yeah, if it, you... It, the graphics weren't real. They weren't Talk about combat it devolved. Like it's it's not even realistic. Uh, there, was, there was no profanity in Halo too, by the way. Like, what's the deal with that? Chrono Trigger? Yeah. I don't know. First of all, there's no there's no like guns. Yeah, you don't shoot any time. The Super yeah. Nintendo doesn't have triggers on the controller. It has shoulder buttons. Right. Look, if so. I, if I wanted to watch an anime, I would go work on my fan subbing project. <laughs> Tetris. If I wanted to watch an anime, I'd kill myself. Tetris! Tetris, Tetris. Tetris. physics are terrible. Communist <laughs> propaganda. The physics are awful. Uh, there's only what? Like, those. there's very few shapes. Three Sunny songs shapes. only? Three? Yeah, the, the storyline is so vague, too. I mean, you play one version of it, and I guess you're, like, building something in Russia, and then you play another one, and there's, like, no story at all. I don't really I don't know even know if there's for. an ending to Tetris. I, I don't know either. Ending. Like... Who would know? Like who? And also, I, it's like I fell asleep before I got to the ending. And the Game Boy one is—it's not even in color. Comics. Yeah. Comics. Earthbound. Earthbound. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like, how many dragons are in that game? There's like what? None. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Uh, you you can't like kill townspeople. I'm gonna tell you what—the graphics sucked even for the time. What do they got? Those? It's like. It's like, it's like crayons or something. Yeah, not, not even 16-bit. It's like 12-bit. That's mm-hmm. real. I think it was at least like 12.5, to be fair. Yeah, well, but, uh, no, still not no, good enough. Not still good enough. To be fair, it no, was garbage, yeah. There's no Mayan apocalypse in that game. <laughs> no. Super Metroid. Super Metroid? More like Pooper Metroid. 
I mean, like, why do I have to, like, figure out where to go? It's ridiculous. Like, a, a good level design should just tell me at all times where I need to be going. I should never be confused or have to backtrack. I mean, backtracking, really, in this day and age? Come on. Right, whereas Super Mario Brothers is too linear. This is not linear enough, <laughs> right, I would say. Where's our huh. Metroid rail shooter? That's yeah, right. and like I would, I would rather just kind of. Also, why do you got to call it Super? Why couldn't it just be like Metroid Three? Also, you play as a lady. That's gross. <laughs> that is really, really gross. Yeah. And uh, you don't even really know. You, you might not even know she's yeah. a lady. I yeah. can't. I can't name one reason why I want to play as a lady. No. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm a dude. I don't want to be a lady. I just you know. Mega Man happen? Two. Mega Man Two. Uh, Terrible two music. No. Oh, yeah. No, that's yeah. I'm sorry, that's I can't just even do that, that one. That's, that's <laughs> foolery. Mega Man Two. Uh, I actually, in, in seriousness, don't really like any of the Mega Man games anymore. I, I tried going back and thinking about that. I actually I don't think they're very fun to play. Um, but for Mega Man Two, no Mega Buster. Felt like, felt like I was through. Can't slide. Like what's can't a Mega slide. Man game without sliding? <laughs> and the Godzilla guy can't duck. Super yeah. Mario can duck. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, like he can't shoot up. Like he can't point his friggin' arm up and shoot. Come on. Yeah, that's Half Life like, Two. Game breaking. Half Life Two. Well, the, the, you know what's so terrible sick. about that game? It makes me sick that there's a that Half Life Three is not out yet. That's what it is. <laughs> like how long? How long is it going to take them to make that game? So Half Life Three. It, the wait for Half Life Three has been so long that it retroactively makes Half Life Two a bad game. Yes. According to the people of the internet whose opinions I'm voicing, those are not my opinions. Gravity guns also are not realistic. Yeah. <laughs> Katamari Damashi. Katamari, uh, first of all, there's like a part where you're rolling it around and there's like nine telephones arranged in like a circle. Who has that many phones? And you like, yeah, like, where in the real world will you see nine rotary dial telephones just and not only that, if, in, in the grass? If you roll a ball that's got, like, you know, the Empire State Building and, and Staten Island and, like, elephants on it, you roll it over a guy, like, he's not going to die, really? Yeah. Like, he's just going to get stuck to it? Speaking of the guys, they all look like rectangles. They do. They sure do. Portal. Yeah, there's a lot of the rectangles. Portal. I don't understand how that gun works. How is that a real thing? What, you know, what the heck? That lady has funny legs. Don't let like her legs. She's got weird legs. Weird yeah, leg like lady. Yeah, weird if, legs. If I am going to play as a lady in a game, which I'm already not happy about, she should at least have not weird legs. Give her normal legs for Christ's <laughs> yeah, Normal legs, yeah. The old normal ones. Really normal ones. Legend Otherwise. Zelda, A Link to the Past. Sucks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the game is the game is just obsessed from the title. It's obsessed with the past. Okay, right? can't we look forward to the future? Think once? about this. That game's uh, the acronym for that game is LTTP. Late, late to, to the, the party. party. All right. Ocarina of Time is out of touch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. OOT. I mean, come on, people. Right. Yep. How god darn serious do we got to get about that? Yeah. Finally, Shadow of the Colossus. Shadow of the Colossus? Uh, yeah. I mean, for a game with Shadow in the title, the, the actual Shadow rendering was laughable. <laughs> Not it like was. Shadow the Hedgehog. Right, it was. Yeah, Shadow the Hedgehog, you knew what you're getting into. Now that's mm-hmm. a Shadow. The Shadow you can set your watch to. <laughs> 
Yeah. And also, like, there's, like, no one, that, there's no grunts in the game, you know? It's like, they, they didn't have, what, time to put in other guys to fight? Like, you only fight the big guys? Yeah. Yeah. You gotta ride a horse. Horses are lame. Give me a car, alright? Give me a car. So, that's the end of our lightning round. I think I've tallied up all the cogent arguments that you've made throughout this segment. Right. And I'm going to give this one to Frank. Yeah! Right. Yeah! Congratulations, Caligula. Frank. You are this... <laughs> Congratulations, Frank. You are this week's Caligula of insert credit. Caligula! <laughs> uh, here's, some exci- here's some exciting news for our listeners. Between now and Christmas... We're going to be collecting your nominations for the 2012 Game of the Year. Uh, This all leads up to a special segment on our end-of-the-year podcast where we'll be discussing your choices and reveal which game was the most popular choice among our listeners. If you're listening to this through the live stream, thanks for joining us. Remember to stay in the loop with us through Facebook at facebook.com slash icpodcast. Right now, our scheduled weekly recording time is Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard, but sometimes we change that up, so join the Facebook group. Make sure you don't miss the date, and we'll see you next week. Those of you who are watching this live, stay tuned as we will be discussing the questions you've been asking us in the live chat. I'm Alex Jaffe. I'm Frank Spaulding. I'm, uh, I'm Tim Rogers. I'm Brandon Sheffield. And this is Podcasting. Podcast over, yeah!